Hands off parenting. It's just hands off parenting. Put that down, don't touch that, stop it. Where's the line? Okay. We're rolling. Rolling, rolling, All right. Rolling, rolling, Hi. Rolling. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Hands Off Parents. I'm Abby. I'm Steph. It's nice to have you here. A pleasure. Today. A joy. Yes, a joy. Not really. It's not been a joy. <laughs> it's not been a joyous week. That's shocking. I, I feel like every time we talk, everything is good and amazing. So it's well, weird that it's not. I did have a very inspirational morning. Tell us. Um, I went to hear Hillary Clinton. The? The Hillary? Queen. The, the the robbed one speak and that's so awesome it was so crazy because like i i love her i love her so much i mean and i i mean i think i needed this to like get over my i was still in i've been in such a bad place yeah. since the election i mean i feel like i haven't been able to get over it no still not but and it was so great like when she came on stage i started crying i got choked up like i was seeing like like like, like people used to do with the beatles yeah you know, and, and I, I had this very emotional experience to seeing her and she said the most amazing things. She just, and I was thinking, you know, for her to get up and be like, listen, you can't quit. Right. You know, like you feel defeated. You feel like things aren't fair. I know that feeling. Yeah. But get up, pick yourself up and keep going. Yeah. And she quoted Ann Richards, the, the old governor of Texas and, and the quotes precious, uh, get, get over it and get on with it. That's awesome. And I feel like that's. That's such a good like sentiment. A motto to live by. What is she doing? Did she say what she's doing? Well, she made a joke about like hiking through the yeah. woods. <laughs> you know? She's all that she's doing. She's apparently. hiking through the woods. In her pantsuit. Um, but she, I think she's going around and doing these kind of things. Yeah. I think she's really dedicated to trying to get the Democratic Party back in back in shape. It's so crappy. I mean, I just keep reading think pieces, endless amounts of things that are just like it's because she was a woman. That's really yeah. it. Because she is just a nothing beautiful, to do with beautiful speaker. She was such a beautiful speaker. And this particular event was about putting women in office mm-hmm. and about turning Texas blue. And so it was 2,500 women in a room awesome. together who were like-minded. And it was just really, I really needed it. I needed that little pick-me-up. And I was there with my mom. And it was just a really nice thing to do that's lovely yeah that's, i'm jealous you yeah. should be yeah no i am <laughs> I, I didn't pay you. to be there so but i did sure. but i did donate good i did donate that made me feel good that's awesome i've been donating a lot lately i just last night just was like here's 25 dollars to this radio station that i was at last night even though it was a mess of a thing and i'm not even gonna get into it but they needed they were don't they yeah. were accepting donations and i was like yeah. I'm just like not I even, I'm just like, if you want, you want my, you want my money? Yeah. Take it. I need to donate. I mean, we have been to this whole refugee situation. I've but been putting I mean, a lot of money at that direction. Yeah. And that feels really good. Yeah. Let's not even go there. Let's yeah. not yeah. talk about anyway, that. Anyway, speaking of dead babies. <laughs> oh my God. What is wrong with me? I have to use humor. Well, that's I, my way. I mean, the only thing I can say is it was a segue. It was. <laughs> So I'll give you that. Like, seriously, uh, I have, I something is wrong. Something's wrong with me. Like somebody today was like, you should run for office. And I was like, I could never do that because I just made that joke. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't have control over that's my mouth. That's like some, what is that guy? The Breitbart guy? Like that's some of that shit. Yeah. 
where they'll like look you up and be like, and you're fired now <laughs> yeah. from your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when you made that <laughs> joke about dead babies? All those jokes. Oh. Yeah. So do you want to share your 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 stuff? Sure. You don't have to. No, I do. I do okay. want to because I think I, part of this is that I don't hear people talking about this. Yeah. Um, so I had a miscarriage, and um, awful. it was sucky. It was really sucky, and I've been going through this for like the last couple of weeks. It's been a really um, traumatic couple of weeks, and like really confusing, and. Lots of trips to the doctor, and um, so really the last two weeks when I've been on the podcast saying that things aren't okay, I have a reason, and they haven't been okay. Yeah. Um, this is like this up and down thing. It was very up and down, um, and I think this happens to a lot of women. I know it does. And I don't think people talk about it. I know, not at all. I, I, I mean, here and there, but I, I don't think... I think even infertility now has entered like the conversation more than miscarrying. Yeah. Why? I mean, how many, what's the statistic? How many people? Um, what I just read was over 3 million people, 3 million women a year experience it. That's a lot. That's a lot. And that's, I mean, in this country, this is from this country. So yeah, 25%. Of women, 25%. That's yeah. a big number. I think it's pretty common. Um, yeah. So I'll just tell you guys. I'll just tell you guys what yeah. happened. Um, you know, it's funny because Mike and I, we talk about this all the time on the podcast, how um, I, how we've been like on the fence. Do we want another baby? And uh, and then we got pregnant and then we were both really excited. It was like this. Oh, my God, we do. Yeah. This is so great. It was like this really, we were really excited and we were plotting out when it was going to be due and, you know, we had these, you know, we started panicking about money. <laughs> like, of <laughs> course, like, um, but it was a really thrilling thing. It was, it was actually the day before our anniversary that we found oh. out. And, um, then on our anniversary, I started bleeding. Okay. And, um, I bled for days and I thought, okay, well that's that. And that's yeah. over. And Mike and I were bummed, but we were like, we're going to try again. It'll be fine. It's so early. It was probably like two or three weeks at that point, you know, and and it was like a collection of cells. It wasn't anything. So we were going to just kind of move on. And I didn't even have time to like, it was just so short. Right, right, right. And so, and what I always hear is like, most women don't even know at that point for real, except our technology has gotten so good that I could test for it and test for it. Yeah. And I'm just very in touch with my body. So I know, I know exactly when I turn pregnant, it's like, I can tell, I can tell exactly when it's happening. Um, so I, and I knew, and, um, I went to the doctor and they were like, yeah, that's a bummer. You know, they did your blood work and, and they look at your HCG levels Mm -hmm. and measure all of that. So I got a call from the doctor a couple days after, and she said, can you come back and retest your HCG levels next week? Just want to make sure that they're dropping. Right. I said, sure, fine, whatever. And then I, like, wasn't going to go because I'm like, I don't want to pay another hundred and something yeah. dollars to go to the doctor. This is ridiculous. Probably would have, would you know, have I was like, gone. I don't yeah. need to do that. But then, like, I still felt pregnant a week later. Like, I felt even more pregnant. My boobs were hurting. I was like, this is so weird because I definitely just had a miscarriage. And I went back to the doctor and they tested me again. And sure, sure enough, my HCG levels had gone from like 87 to 2000. Right. So I was still pregnant. 
which is is crazy yeah and i was like what does this mean and one of the doctors said i've seen women come and they bleed all over the place and they go on to have healthy babies yeah i mean everybody everybody has different experiences apparently bleeding is really common yeah it is it's very common which i didn't know confusing you know i didn't have that in my first pregnancy so i wasn't i didn't think that that was like implanting that's what it is yeah but this was after implantation i mean this would have been like a couple weeks yeah this was just like some weird bleeding Yeah. yeah um so they were like, okay, you're still pregnant, but don't get excited. It was like this kind nice. of, yeah, like we don't Thanks. know. <laughs> so I was sort of in this limbo land for a couple of weeks where they kept kind of bringing me in every 48 hours to test. Because how you're, do you not get excited? When your doctors are telling I you like so. not to. Sure, sure. You know, like they were like, it's still very early. And I'm sure because they see this all the time. That they didn't want me. Like, I was like, should I not be drinking this coffee? And I remember my doctor said, like, don't get ahead of yourself. Right. Like, we're, it's still very early. And they kept saying that to me. Yeah. And with my last pregnancy, I didn't even know what an HCG level was because I'm sure it was fine. Right. So what was happening is that I was, I was keep, keeping, keeping on, keep going. I kept going back. <laughs> I don't know how to speak anymore. And retesting my blood and my HCG levels weren't doubling. So your HCG levels are supposed to double every 48 hours, 85% of women. So you're supposed to go from, you know, 80 to 160 to double that, double that, double that. So like by the end of your 12 weeks, you're supposed to be at like hundreds and thousands of HCG levels. Yeah. So mine weren't ever doubling. It was like 2000 and then it was like at, you know, 48, 72 hours later, it was like at mm, 3000 and, you know, it just wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so it didn't seem good. And they, and they did a few ultrasounds and like the first ultrasound we did, there was like a really nice looking gestational sac there. And they said, come back and they have to, it's like a puzzle. My doctor explained, you have to look at HCG levels. You have to look at the woman's protein levels, overall health and and what she says she's feeling. And then the ultrasound pictures. And you put all that together to, to figure out a full picture. It's actually pretty subjective. It sounds like very I – I don't know how they ever – I mean, I didn't know while I was pregnant how they were reading any of it. Right. But that, it sounds so confusing. Yeah, and it's not clear cut. Right. It's not black not and white. like you take a blood test, you are, you aren't. Yeah, like one of my doctors made a joke. Like if I wanted something that was like really concrete, I would have gone into engineering, not obstetrics. Yeah. So you'd think it's like pretty cut and dried. It's not. So um, I went back to do another ultrasound with Mike this time and – one of the doctors that works in the office is like, he's just like a total weirdo. I mean, I love him, but he has no bedside manner at all. So he literally looked at my ultrasound and was like, well, that's weird. Like he said that he was like, that's not normal. (laughs) I was like, that is the most fucked up thing to say to a pregnant woman. You are fired. Like you are the worst doctor. (laughs) Like, how are you still having a career? I don't understand. I don't know. And he brought, the other doctor in there that's like the old guy that's he's not old i love him he's wonderful um does this happen at your gynecologist do you get passed around to like the different doctors i only have the one just the one he's it's not like a practice private practice okay but in a like right next to a hospital i don't understand how it works so there's three or there's like actually four doctors in my practice and i see all of them really i have one main doctor that does all the main stuff but like if she's not there i'm happy to see the other no i only have the one guy and they all have such distinct personalities, but I trust all of them. I think it's important to trust your OB. Oh, my gosh. OB. You have to. They're pretty important yeah. people. And you form such a relationship with them, you know? Mine is very weird, but yeah. for another <laughs> another day. <laughs> I want to hear about it. 
when I finish the story, you can tell. Um, so anyway, he, the, the older doctor was like, I've seen everything. I've seen it all. I've seen no HCG levels. I've seen no protein levels. I've seen women bleeding. I, you know, you just don't know. It's too early to, to call it. Right. And so come back next week and we will see if there's been a change. If we see a heartbeat next week, then we're good to go. He said, I, I place little stock in blood and more stock in cardiovascular health of the baby. And by that point I would have been six or seven weeks. All right. So, um, I got a call on Tuesday and it was the nurse and she said, your levels have plateaued or they're dropping or something and you need to come in and we need to do an ultrasound. So I went in and my doctor, like the sack was like shrinking. It just looked so sad. And, um, she said, we need to just go ahead and schedule you for a DNC. And, um, so I went yesterday and I did a DNC. It literally, it was, that's what they do. It was sucky. I didn't mean it like that, <laughs> but yes, it is sucky. Um, yeah, it was. It was such an like a tumultuous few weeks, and I never allowed myself to get attached because I was so scared th- yeah. that it wasn't going to be okay. And I knew, I knew it wasn't going to be okay. I yeah. felt it in my gut. I lost my pregnancy symptoms about a week ago. I felt totally normal. My boobs didn't hurt anymore. I wasn't tired. I didn't have a headache. I knew it wasn't going to be okay. Yeah. And so I had prepared myself for what was going to happen, and I just wanted it to be done. Um, and my doctor said, you know, this is like your body's way of of getting rid of something that isn't going to be viable. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I think if you think about it from that perspective, it, it's almost welcoming. Oh, good. Because right. imagine you you know, the pain of what could be in six months. That's, I mean, that's always, and I've had, it's all bad, but that's a nightmare. No, two of my, two of our dearest friends in the world. And it's so weird that this has happened to both of these women because they're both very close to us had, uh, miscarriages at 20, 25 weeks. Insane. And it was, it destroyed them. Yeah. That's literally, you have put so much enthusiasm and excitement and you're, you are having a baby, you're having a baby, you have a baby, you feel it. Yeah. I mean, the baby's kicking by that point. Oh, I didn't want to think about it. My, my friend who lost her baby at 20 weeks, oh God, it was, she, it was, the story is just so, such a nightmare. The beautiful part of the story though, is that she's about to have a baby shower. She's, she's oh, pregnant good. and That's good. you know, so there is life afterwards. Yeah. But. But she actually had her 20-week ultrasound. Everything was totally normal. Baby looked great. And then a few days later, her cervix opened. Oh, my god! And she had an incompetent cervix is what they call it. Which is my favorite term And there's no way to predict it. Yeah. It just is something that happens randomly. And at that point, it was um, Texas has this horrific 20-week ban on, on abortions. And so she had to literally wait to give birth to a baby that was not going to survive. Shut up. She, for about two weeks. <gasps> it was awful. Oh my gosh. In fact, they lived in Austin and they moved, they've since moved to Portland because it was such a traumatic experience here. And it, and, and the politics of the state literally just fucked so them up. So she just literally had to give sit wait. and wait. Yep. That is the worst thing I've ever heard. It was horrific. That's terrible. I will actually find this beautiful essay that her husband wrote at the time and post it on our site. Um, But it changed the course of her life. I mean, we've talked about this a lot, actually, like when terrible things happen to you and you change, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, you know, 
I completely revised everything about my life after my brother passed away. And I think that that happens when you go through oh, yeah. traumatic experience. Yeah. I also feel like because I have gone now through so many, I was like more equipped to deal with this. It I'm like sure. didn't hit me with the impact that I expected it to. It was like, oh, I know how to deal with this feeling. Yeah. You just have to move through it. Yeah. And you just have to get o- get it over with. You can put it, like, compartmentalize it. And, and I say. did. It was, like, crazy. I mean, I did get, you know, yesterday, I always get really, like, emotional with, like, anesthesia or any the, I hate surgery. It. I just like, like it highly. Yeah. And, yeah. And I bruise very easily with needles. So the other re- weird thing for me over the last two weeks is that I was walking around with all these bruises on my arms yeah which was like made me feel like a heroin addict yeah. and so it made me like I was like that was what was so fucked up yeah <laughs> I was like just thinking about my brother and yeah it was just like really I don't know so like it is it is an emotional thing it is um but <laughs> I'm sorry guys no I do have feelings see I do <laughs> you can cry about um, it but we did it, and um, Iris put on her doctor's coat last night. Oh, did she know you weren't feeling good? She, I had my hospital bracelets on, and um, I had my little, like, IV Band-Aid thing. Yeah, yeah. And so, and, like, I had to take all these pills after the procedure. And so she was inspecting all of the bottles. <laughs> and she was, like, putting them in my mouth. And she was like, Mommy, you're going to be okay. Aww. And, you know, like, she's so caring. And, I mean, just, like, hugging her was just Makes it better. great medicine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, Mike was really sad. He was. Yeah. And, and, like, last night we were just like, okay, we really want a baby. <laughs> like, this is good. And we will try again. I think from that respect, it's a good – I mean, this is a good thing. You – you figured something out that you weren't sure about. Yes. It didn't work out this time, but it'll work out. I hope. It'll work out. I have a friend who had a lot of problems. She she had quite a few miscarriages and bad ones, too, where you, like, just, it's, you know, ectopic and it's Ugh. just awful ones. Um, and she said to me, when I was having problems, she was like, you know what? And she has a, she has a son now and he's four or five. He might be like seven. I don't remember, (laughs) but (laughs) a child, a child. Yes. Who is a lovely little boy. And she said to me at one point, I just said to myself, I'm going to have a kid. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just decided that I'm having one. And I don't know if I believe in mind over matter, but I kind of do in a way. Although I hate that bullshit. That's like, you just need to calm down and you just need to, whatever because that's bullshit and it's not true like when people say like if you want like you need to stop stressing about it yeah stop stressing and you'll get pregnant pregnant. that's not true actually no um because you can't just stop stressing (laughs) and that's even more stressful when you tell people to stop stressing yeah but anyway just the idea of being like this is gonna happen it'll happen for you this is just like a setback and life is full of shitty horrible setbacks (sighs) you know this is what i told my friend when i was texting her about it i was like the feeling that I hate the most is feeling so victimized. Like all this terrible shit keeps happening to me. Yeah. And she's like, no, all this terrible shit keeps happening to me and her and her and everybody. everybody. It's like, you know, it's not, I'm not special. 
I'm not, I'm not, I don't get an award. Like, you know, it's just like, it's all relative to, it's been, it's been very compact. I feel like a lot of bad shit has happened in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Like, I think I went like 34 years, pretty smooth sailing. Yeah. And then like the last three have been fraught. And maybe that's something, I don't know. You know, I'm not a religious person, but I am a weird superstitious person that I keep secret. So, like, the universe speaks to us. What is the universe telling me, Abby? I don't know. Like, it, not with this situation, I don't know. That you, you'll try again and you'll have another baby. You will. You'll be fine. I'm saying that. I know it for sure. I'm 100% <laughs> sure of it. I'm a, I, I really am. I think if you really want to have a child these days, you, you can figure it away. And I'm not saying that everybody can. People have horrible problems yeah. that they just can't. And I know quite a few women sure. who have had horrible, horrible issues and just were never able to get pregnant, but they put their love somewhere else, mm-hmm. right? Like they, they have animals that they love like dearly, like their children, or they have organizations or yeah. whatever, you know, and it's not the same, but it, it just, it is in a way, you know, you just have to love something, um, a lot. And I have, and a you have a thing, beautiful to love a daughter, yeah, a curly, and curly, a really haired. mediocre dog. Your dog is fine, he, but mediocre. He's at best. very <laughs> mediocre. Yeah, um, but no, I mean, I'm not trying to belittle. I hope you don't think I'm trying to like downplay. I don't feel that. Okay, or I am st- downplaying. Okay, I said I had a dead baby. Did you hear that? Yes. In fact, um, so Mike on Tuesday went to Austin to meet with yeah. All how did of these that go? representatives like that's the other thing like we're just doing all these it's like very splayed right now wonderful amazing things well we're not being rewarded for it obviously god doesn't like me (laughs) if there is a god um but anyway he was gone and uh and then i had to like and i had to go to the doctor without him with all this and and then i had to call him and he was so sad when i told him he felt really upset and um, anyway, then he called later when Iris was in the car and he's like, how's the baby? And I was like, the baby is dead, Michael, oh. but the child is fine. <laughs> he was like, what is wrong with you? I was like, a lot, a lot <laughs> is wrong with me. Clearly. <laughs> um, oh. you have to laugh. You have to laugh or you'll <laughs> cry and kill yourself. Which I did, but not, not yet killed myself. I'm still, still standing. And Richard says, precious. Get over it and get on with it. Get over it and get on with it, which is very hard sometimes. But I feel like this is the way of the samurai. I feel like this is really good advice. Things hurt. Yep. And you allow allow that in. I'm a big advocate of feeling those feelings and, like, not being afraid of that and letting it in. And then fucking get going. Like, try again. Just keep... Just wake up the next morning and put your fucking feet on the floor and and keep going. You have to. You have to. You have to. And you can you cry can, while you yeah. do it. You can cry all the time, all day. You but can, then go see Hillary Clinton speak. And, and you'll feel better. Or watch something stupid on TV or eat a cookie or like hang out with a good friend yes or drink i'm drinking a beer drink a beer we're drinking a beer at two in the afternoon two in the afternoon i'm not pregnant so i can yeah um it's hard we get into 
to this all the time. Life is so like it's just so exhausting. It's so hard. Nothing comes easy no, anymore. It doesn't. At this stage in life, nothing. I mean, who is anybody listening who feels like life comes really easy to them? I don't know. If because you are, if you are tall, I just really want you to come on the show. Yeah. Tell us how great everything is. And things are great. I mean, that's the other thing. I want us to like acknowledge how gr- and we do. I mean, what's going on across the world? I like know. we can't even compare to those pictures and that I mean, that's all just disgusting horrible. and awful and horrible. And we are sitting here at three in the afternoon drinking a beer. Drinking a beer. Talking on a fucking microphone. Jobless. <laughs> like <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we're fine. We're we're doing we're by winning right now. Mm-hmm. But but it's still all relative, right? It still makes it still okay to be mad at the world. I mean, I, and then like, I just was like all fucked up on medication last night. So I got into it with these people on a message board. Like oh, I no. just really I, about I, this. No, 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 not oh. about Syria, about drug addiction. Oh, God. I joined this like group cause I was actually going to promote the podcast. Cause oh. it was like 50 shades of mom. We're so uncensored. Right. And if anybody listening is part of, is part of this fucking group, you should leave them because they're the worst. Oh no. Um, But somebody had posted something that was like an article that was like 12 reasons why addiction is a choice and not a disease. And like, she was just like, I totally agree. And then just comment after comment after comment, totally a choice. These people are fuck ups. It's your choice to be a drug addict. It's your choice to not, to not get yourself well. And so I usually just keep my mouth shut. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. I just, w- I was not, I was medic. I was too medicated. I could yeah. not keep my mouth shut. You were on drugs. Like I had, had morphine. <laughs> it was like, no, 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 no. And it wasn't your choice. And I, it was not my choice to be like, you're a fucking idiot. And I just like chimed in, wrote a ton of paragraphs about how wrong they were and how uneducated they were and how foolish their statements were. And, um, and then I, and then I said like, I really hope that none of you, as mothers, which we all are, yeah. experience the pain of having a child become a drug addict and then go ahead and say that this was their stupid choice. Yeah. Because clearly on your side of the fence, you haven't had to experience this kind of pain. Yeah. And it is so, this is what I always think. This, I've written so many essays about this. The, the audacity or the balls or whatever, the chutzpah, as the Jews say, to sit there and say, ugh, you know, like to not feel like this could happen to you yeah. is just monumentally disturbing to me. Because it can happen to anybody. I I will never, I just, this is something that I will never do. I will never look at somebody who is struggling and be like, you caused that. No. Or like, because I'm not immune to it. We, none of us are. Even to your homeless people down the street, whatever reason they're homeless, tomorrow you and I could be homeless. But why, but what is the difference between people who can, who sit there and like just throw those stones and the people who don't, I don't, is it like that they just have had perfect lives? Or are they repressed? I don't know. Or they've had hard lives and feel like they've gotten past it. I mean, I know some of that is like, I have known people who have struggled and persevered and then look down on people who have not persevered. Like, I did it, you didn't do it. Why? How can I do it and you didn't do it? Right. But that's just, some people are stronger and, and smart. You know, some people are... 
pick different paths. That's it. It's right. it, ever nobody is immune to bad things. Nobody. I know. And I said to them, I was like, has any is anybody familiar with the opiate crisis right. in the country? Like that's killing everybody. Killing tons and tons of wealthy, yes, white people. Right. Like. Any single person takes an opiate for two weeks to 18 days yep. and is physically dependent on it. Yeah. Like, I was just like, hello. And then what happens is that shit is super expensive. And now you have a dependency and then you move to heroin. Yeah. I was just listening to, they, they just had a huge forum on it uh, in Washington because this is, I mean, Trump, love him or not love him, but at not least he's addressing him. this. Not at least he's addressing this in some fashion. It, and Obama did too. Yeah. And nothing changed. And I read a study last year or year before about like who are using these people. They're all like upper middle yes. class, upper middle class, older white women are, and men are the number one group demographic dying right now. Yeah. And I am a hundred percent sure that it's because we are fucking miserable people. And people who are not fucking miserable don't have the time to be miserable. Like, mm-hmm. they're out working really mm-hmm, hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we're sitting around mm-hmm. <laughs> complaining about our lives and how miserable we are. Well, I will tell you, like, I they gave me all this Tylenol 3. I didn't even take it. Yeah. I won't even take it because I'm so scared now. I am very scared of it. I like, I, t- like I took, I took the Motrin. But I was like, I don't even... I, I just... I just feel like I am susceptible to any bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After like, I had the boys, they were, they, I, it was Percocets or something. I was like, not doing that at all. I I don't ever want to touch any of that stuff. And sometimes I do and I get really, not that stuff, but even like I'll take an Advil and I had a glass of wine and I get super freaked out. What is going to happen? Yeah. Hopefully nothing. And, but yeah, once, when bad things happen to you. It changes you. Well, and, like, the thing is, like, I was sitting here on this message board of these horrible women, and I was like, it would be great if you guys could just just touch into a little bit of empathy. Yeah. Like, just a little bit, you know? You're talking so flippantly about people dying. Like, it just, I mean, I just don't, and I, I just truly, like, to have a child and to speak that flippantly about that other people's kids how dying. can you think that like this couldn't happen to you i don't know it's just like mind-blowing so i did what i never do and i just deleted the group i, I just stopped it's the way to go because <laughs> i was just like there's there's just not i'm just there's not time for this yeah um but no there's not anyway there's not. we've gotten off track yeah we've gotten off track but i'm glad you shared this story i hope it made you feel a little better I don't know if it did or not, <laughs> but I, it, right. Like well, once I you open it's... up, it's like the, the floodgates open and a hundred thousand people are going to stop you and be like, I had that too. I know I had one too. I feel like this is the thing I, I like, I, somebody was asking me to come over last night and help them with something. And I was like, well, I had to have a procedure today so I can't. And I'm like, why, why do I have to say that? Yeah. Why do we I had about it? a DNC today because I had a miscarriage and I had to get it out of my body. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't tell. So then I'm, like, just dealing with this pain on my own? No, you shouldn't. Because one, literally, once you say it, so many people say it. In my uh, university that I go to, I said, oh, I have twins from fertility treatments. I am not kidding. Six other women just randomly were like, me too. 
not just twins, but oh yeah. And me too. And me too. And me too. I mean, that's just, wow. You open your mouth to share something and you just find commonality. Yeah. I'm very into that. I'm, I mean, I'm obviously like, we have this fucking podcast. Yeah. I literally just wrote a memoir. I'm not, I, I don't like being secretive about yeah. things. Yeah. I think it's empowering to talk about things yeah. and to share your experience. That's how we identify with each other. Yeah. People. And if, yeah, need people. And if any of you have had a miscarriage, tell us. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's that you awful. have had to deal with this, yeah. and I hope you should we're tell not us your stories. Making it sound like who cares? Because it's not. It's if awful. anyone's being flippant about yeah. it, it's me, and it's because that's how I cope. But so don't think that I'm a total bitch. No, you're. I not. mean, I am in ways. I mean, in other a lot of other ways. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but everybody copes in their own way, right? And I I shared this story with you, and I will share it with others. Yeah. That right before me, my mom had a miscarriage, and she has said to date, if I didn't, I never would have had you. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I think that's kind of a nice way I'm to think I'm very about grateful it. to your mom for having that miscarriage. Because <laughs> without you, I would have a lot of things that I, I wouldn't have a lot of things I have now. That's true. Like, I need I need you. Oh, that's really nice well, of you. I need true. you, too. Um, I would like to... Before we close, um, I said last week or the week before that Big Little Lies was mindless. Take it back. It is so good. I have. Did you get my email? I, I got your message, and I was like, "Great, now I gotta watch this." It is so fucking good. Really? I can't. How I many episodes cannot, is it? Seven. Why is it? But an they're hour, substantial. Though? Like they're uh, they're longer than an hour. Oh, no. I know, but you want it to be that long, really? Like I I I. <laughs> It has been a long time since I have seen a show that has been as riveting. Wow. All right. I will start watching it. And it has it. a lot of, it has a lot of stuff about being a mom yeah. and like the boundaries and, oh, oh my God. Okay. So in the show, I mentioned last week when we were talking about getting involved and there was a kid who was being bullied in class, Iris came home this week and we were eating dinner and she's like, Max hit me oh, and no. he hits me all the time. Oh. <gasps> In my back. And I was like, what? And then she named three other, she said these three boys' names and from her class. Are hitting her. Are hitting her. And I said, she said, I don't like boys. And I said, well, fair. you like Jack and Levi. She was like, yeah, I like, like them. And <laughs> I was Jack like, anyway. and you like your daddy. And you, you know, you like your baba. Those are all boys. And she's yeah. like, okay, well, I like them, but no one else, you know. Um. So I went to school the next day and I... You said something? I did. What did your teacher, what her teacher said? Well, I just said, you know, Iris said this. I'm not sure if it's true or not, um, but I guess keep an eye on it. And I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, she wouldn't have said that if it didn't happen. And if it didn't I, bother her. I just don't think she knows what time is. So like when she says all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been once. Right, right, right. And I don't know the I don't know the circumstances surrounding it. Yeah, but um, but anyway, it gets into that. The, the show gets into that a little bit, and it gets into just like being a mom, and and gets into like domestic abuse, which is just like really, and and in really in a really graphic kind of a way. It's very uplifting. <laughs> it's really good. These people are also very wealthy, and the show is like be beautiful in a beautiful setting. I do like watching shows about really rich people who are miserable. Yeah, yeah, that's what like, it's about. Money can't buy happiness. No, it really can't. It really can't. Yeah, and but it all can just buy like, me some happiness. Yeah, <laughs> I think everyone should watch it. I highly recommend. All right, I'll start. Maybe I'll start this weekend. It was I, good. 
nothing. Nothing to watch. I'm also watching Love on Netflix. I didn't like the first season. I didn't either, but the second season is great. Yeah, you like it better. I really like it. And those are Harris's really good friends. I want to like that show. Yeah. I w- like, we watched the whole thing. I was really sad that yeah. it wasn't as better. This, than I like, I'm, I'm really into the second, the second season. season. Yeah. I also could have just been really high last night on yeah. painkillers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but it seemed good. At the time, as I was fighting with these people on the right. message board and watching the show, my Look focus was split, but I, I enjoyed what I saw. Um, I will end on a very brief pee update. We've peed a few times in the potty. Yes. And yesterday I was in class last night and I asked Rob if anybody peed and Jack did and Levi wanted to. Like he sat and tried. He didn't actually, wasn't successful. But that almost seems better. That's that great. he consciously wanted to sit and try. And are they wearing pull-ups? They're in their pull-ups, yeah. Jack is not having anxiety about it anymore? No, he's fine. Except that we have only four superhero pull-ups left. And I don't remember where I bought them. Because I bought them about a year ago. Thinking that I was going to do this a year ago. Um, and now it's going to be an issue to change. Yeah, because he keeps, just keeps doing it. And he only wants to wear them backwards. Uh-huh. Because there's a array of superheroes on the back. And he needs that on the front, apparently. I understand. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. But I feel like every day is getting better. That's good. So that's good. Like when you wake up in the morning, do you say, okay, let's use the potty say, now? Let's use the potty. They usually don't pee, but at least they'll sit. They sat uh-huh. at the, we went to the doctor's office and they sat on the big potty. They didn't go, right. but just the fact that they were like, okay, sure. Yeah, we'll sit. And are they going in their pull-ups? Yes, they are going in their pull-ups, which yeah. is not good, but. Are they, are they pooping in their pull-ups? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is disgusting. Mm-hmm. But, but do they feel that that's disgusting? Yeah. They don't like that sensation. No, I think Jack, I maybe mentioned this, that Jack actually calls his poop now disgusting. <laughs> Straight up disgusting. It is. Yeah. I'm telling you, the day that they get out of those diapers, I can't it's wait. so great. Freedom. It really is so great. We're going to throw a party. It make, <gasps> it, it's honestly like what makes me want to have another kid, I think. So that you can Like I don't remember those things. Changes. I don't remember them. They're like such a distant memory now. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Wiping butts and rashes. It's shitty. <laughs> and on that now, um, share your stories if you want to. If you feel like you want to share your, your story. And even, I mean, and happy stories too. You can share happy stories. If you have them. If you have If anything is happy in your life, share it. I mean, I'll hate you, but <laughs> share it. I'll tell you also, when you are miscarrying or whatever, it, all you see are pregnant women. It's just crazy. It's awful. And when, babies. When I was trying to get pregnant, that was the that was it. It was just literally pregnant women everywhere. It was like the Malkovich scene yes. in being John Malkovich. Yes. And I was like having to go to the gynecologist's office every day. And even more pregnant. And I'm like, look at all these fucking women. Yeah. That makes you feel like such a failure. cry myself down the elevator of the gynecologist. It sucked. Yeah, it sucks. It does. It does suck. Oh, anyway. I hope everybody gets what they want out of life. Me too. <laughs> I really life. do. Really everybody. Do. Um, I'm sorry this was like kind of a bummer of an episode, guys. Not our norm. Usually we're very uplifting. Yes. If you have ideas for us, if you want to come and talk to us on the show, send us an email at handsoffparents at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at handsoffparents. If you're in the Houston area, seriously come to garbage island it opens saturday this saturday and it runs the whole month saturdays at 10 30 a.m yes and All you right. get a mimosa and you get a mimosa and you get to hang out with us Woo-hoo! Yay. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, guys, we'll see you next week, hopefully with something that's not such a bummer. No, it's going to be awesome. Okay. You can follow Hands Off Parents on Twitter at Hands Off Parents, or you can always send us an email at handsoffparents at gmail.com. Or if you look on Facebook, if you're into that thing, you can find us there as well. Hands Off Parents is Steph and Abby. Mail Camp. Catch us on the Mockingbird Network. Tweet, tweet, tweet. <laughs> Perfect.